It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card, you call the number for help, and can't get a hold of anyone. If you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. I created Super Soul Sunday in part because of my own yearning to talk to people who have the ability to open both hearts and minds through the wisdom of their life experiences. Beyond the joy it brings to me, I see the show as an offering to anyone in search of a connection to all that is greater than themselves. Even during the Oprah Winfrey Show years, I always felt a hunger from the audience, a deep desire to nourish not only their mind and body, but also to create a more meaningful, authentic life. Most people say the biggest dream they have for themselves is happiness. Contentment and a sense of peace are absolutely elements in the equation. But ultimately, I believe what we're all truly seeking is freedom. We long for a life without constraint, free from conflict, fear, or judgment where our relationships, career, health, finances coexist in perfect flow with our spiritual center. This is what Michael Singer described during our Super Soul Conversations as an absolute state of well-being. As you think about what lasting fulfillment looks like in your own life, know that the divine force at work within all of us has a bigger dream for you than you could ever imagine for yourself. Success comes when you surrender to that dream and allow it to lead you to the next best place. Just outside the door of my office at Harpo Studios in Chicago, there was an elevator. Every day, I rode it to the studio to take the show. It was only one floor down, and I could have easily walked. But those precious moments alone were my opportunity to set my intention to bring the very best of myself to both the guests and the audience. I said the same prayer then that I say now before every Super Soul Sunday interview. Use me, God. Show me how to take who I am, who I want to be, and what I can do, and use me for a purpose greater than myself. The key to realizing a dream is to focus not on success but on service. Ask yourself, what are the gifts and talents you can share to raise the collective consciousness of all that you encounter? 
making that shift from self to service will bring an immeasurable amount of fulfillment to your job, your relationships, and the vision you have of your own best life. Gary Zukov brilliantly describes this as the moment you discover your authentic power. He says, when your personality comes fully to serve the energy of its soul. That is authentic power. Fulfilling your purpose with meaning is what gives you that powerful spark of energy unique to only you. The result is an electrifying current of clarity rising from the deepest part of yourself. By tapping into that source, you will no longer feel like salmon swimming upstream. Instead, people will finally see the highest, truest version of you and stand in awe wondering how you achieved your dreams. As you listen to this chapter, my hope is that you will find the courage to tune out the negative voices telling you all the reasons to give up. Make the choice to turn up the volume to your unique calling, the glory that is your own life. Beginning with Gary Zukov. The soul is your mothership. So when you're sailing in the same direction that it wants to go, mm -hmm. your life fills with meaning and purpose. And when you sail in another direction, it empties of meaning and purpose. Mm -hmm. You could look at it this way. You are a personality. Mm -hmm. That means you were born on a certain day and you'll die on a certain day. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. But your soul won't die. Your soul is you also. We're on a journey to the soul, you could put it that way, mm -hmm. while we're here in this span between birth and death. Think of yourself as a body in a soul. And while we have this precious opportunity to walk on the earth, the question becomes, what will we do with this personality? What will you do with you? Now here, we can define you in a couple of ways. Mm -hmm. One is you with a little y, mm -hmm. the personality that was born mm -hmm. and that will die. The other you is the you with a big y. That's your soul. And if you use your time while you're on the earth to align the little you with the big you, your life begins to fill with meaning, fill with purpose, fill with joy, and you know why you're alive. Following what you know your soul wants you to do. Mm -hmm. One of the things that impressed me the most, it really just stayed with me forever, is when you say, when the personality comes fully to serve the energy of the soul. That is authentic power. And this is a relatively new copy of Seed of the Soul. My copy by my bedside is so dog-eared and I started highlighting it and then I realized the whole book is highlighted, so what's the point of highlighting anymore? But that was one of the first things I highlighted in that book 13 years ago. And that awakened a spark of knowing in me that I never knew existed. I mean, I now call them aha moments. But I realized, oh, when my personality comes to fully align with the energy of my soul and I allow my soul to be the guide, that is when I am the most powerful. That is when I am in what I call now my sweet spot, my sweet spot. You were born to live in the sweet spot. Mm. That is the creation of authentic power. 
Yes. And that's how we're all evolving now. Next up, Mastin Kip. Joseph Campbell was a legendary American writer, mythologist, and lecturer. His work was brought to millions of viewers in 1988 in Bill Moyer's popular PBS series, The Power of Myth. I watch The Power of Myth once a year, every year, on like clockwork. Not because it changed, but because I change. But he says that we are not looking for the meaning of life as much as we are looking for the experience of being alive. And, you know, Campbell's coined phrase that sums up his whole life's work of everything he ever studied is follow your bliss. Yeah. And it's turned into this kind of like trite tattoo. Yes. But you have to understand, this guy studied all the human stories and mythologies and religions and everything, and this is his advice to us. Yes. A lifetime of work, follow your bliss. Yeah. So that means pay attention to those moments when you're lit up, when time just flies by, when you're in like, sort of that field of just joyful expression, which is generally in contribution and being of service of some kind, yeah. some sense of connection in your life. Yeah. And then to be able to take action in that direction and trust that as you step, something will come to support you. Right. So it's really about, instead of what can I get, mm -hmm. how can I take, how can I manipulate, the question is, what can I give? And when you look at what makes you happy, what makes you come alive, as in following your bliss, you look at those patterns, because if you look back, they're there, mm -hmm. and you step out into that. What makes you happy, what makes you come alive, yes. what is your bliss? Yes, you, yeah. you can talk to people. When am I most happy? Ask your friends, ask your parents. I'm most happy in these conversations. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Now let's hear from Paulo Coelho. One of the running themes throughout the book is one of my favorite all-time quotes, and that is, when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you to get it. I think the universe actually conspired in helping me to be here today. I've been trying to do this interview for 10 years. But where did that idea, those words, that theme come from? Well, what I experienced in my life is that when I really wanted something, I always got it. Huh? Positive and negative. Because the universe does not think. You have this subconscious mind uh, that sometimes is attracting tragedy. Right. Attracting bad things, you know, because you want to be a victim. Because to be a victim is to justify a lot of uh, frustrations and right. failures in your life. The universe is helping you. You want to be successful. The universe is helping you. Based on how you think, how you truly think. Yeah, yeah. How, how you, you think, think consciously and subconsciously. How you project. Yeah. Do you believe every person has a, has a personal legend? I'm 100% convinced, which is totally different that I believe that every person is going to fulfill his or her personal legend. Okay, right? I would agree. Every person has a personal legend. First of all, what is a personal legend? The book follows the shepherd boy Santiago. He experiences this recurring dream and then starts on a journey to realize his personal legend. What is the personal legend? It is the reason that you are here. Huh. It is simple as this, you know. Mm -hmm. You are here to honor something called the miracle of life. You can be here to fulfill your hours and days with something that it is meaningless. Yeah. But you know that you have a reason to be here. Yeah. It is the only thing that gives you enthusiasm. Right. Yeah. And you know when you are betraying your personal legend, when you are doing something 
without enthusiasm. Yeah. And worse, you know that you have this good excuse, I'm not ready, which is just an excuse. Uh -huh. No, people say, no, I'm not ready, I have to wait for the right moment, now I have to feed my family. Come on, your family wants to see you happy. Yes. Your daughter, your husband, your wife, they don't want to see you there sitting in a work that you hate. Right. Even if it gives you tons of money. Okay, so you've just given a really key clue to how to know you're pursuing your personal legend. It is that which in life gives you enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. I call it personal legend, I call it your personal calling. Everybody has a yeah. reason why you're here, you're called here. And you know if you're on the path to it, whether you're enthusiastic about what you're doing or not. 100%. That's how you know. 100%. 100%, okay. And we all have one. Absolutely. We have a reason to be here. Yeah. You know our reason to be here. We don't know if we are taking the right steps towards it. But if we are honest enough, God is going to guide you, even if you take some wrong steps, you know. God will recognize that you have a pure heart. Yes. And you put you back on track. Because the universe rises up to meet you. Absolutely. Macy's Mother's Day gift guide has the perfect gift to make mom feel special. Shop by price, like 25 and under to 100 and under. Category, like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and for grandma. Get top gifts like Dolce & Gabbana Devotion, Eau de Parfum, Coach Floral Printed Leather Cassie Crossbody Bag, and Le Creuset Shallot Dutch Oven. Shop at Macy's.com slash gift finder. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Welcome, Sue Monk Kid. Do you believe everyone has the small true light? I do. I think we all have something that pulls the soul and that we can give and contribute, something that lights us up. And when we talk about it, you can often see the lights come on in yeah. people. And we have to stop sometimes, pause, hit the stop button, and really listen to ourselves, listen to the yearning mm -hmm. in ourselves. It's talking to us. Mm -hmm. I was in Greece in 1993. I made this trip to Greece, and I was on the island of Crete. And we went to this little Greek Orthodox convent, very old. There's a tree there that um, is sacred to these nuns. 
And this little nun, about 4'11", came over and she was trying to explain to us that there's a tradition that you go up to the tree and you ask for the thing, and she described it like this, in the bottom of your heart. In the bottom of your heart. I think what she was trying to say was, ask for the deepest thing in yourself. Yeah. But it came out, ask for the thing that lies in the bottom of your heart. And I never forgot that. And I thought, how many women have this thing that lies in the bottom of their heart that they aren't paying attention to, that wants to be there, that wants a place in their life? Yeah. And so we all took a turn, the women I was traveling with, and we went up under this tree where there's this amazing icon of, of Mary. And we asked for the thing in the bottom of our hearts. And I blurted out, I want to be a novelist. It kind of took me by surprise. I want to be a novelist. I want to be a novelist. Sometimes it's that simple that you take a moment and you ask yourself, what's the thing that lies in the bottom of my heart? And then it, it just comes up. Sometimes it's like that. Yeah. Courage is, is another important component in all of this. The courage to ask that question, mm -hmm. what lies at the bottom of my heart? Mm -hmm. The courage to set that intention, to announce it to yeah. make the enunciation somewhere. Yeah. And even if it takes our own breath, yeah. we should take our own breath once in a while. Pastor Wentley Phipps. You were telling me that God has for all of us that there was a supreme moment of destiny. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Tell me about that. You know, all along, I, like you, I, yeah. I look at your life and uh, I look at my own life. We have been chasing moments of destiny. Mm -hmm. When the things that you dream of as a kid and you watch them come to reality, those are moments of destiny. But then I began to realize that, and God showed me that moments of destiny are moments for which you were created, but they're not the reason for which you were created. The reason for which we were created is to grow every day, to more resemble reflect and reveal the character of the one who created us. Mm. And what we're talking about here is aligning with that which is the reason why you really came. That's right. And that is pursuing whatever is your best destiny. Every person who pursues that with the idea to resemble, reveal, and reflect that which is the character of your creator. Absolutely. You are then on the right path. Absolutely. And whether you are tall or short, whether you are poor or wealthy, yeah. you can achieve the destiny for which you were created. Ah, which is what we're all trying to do. Right. Nate Burkus. A lot of people have asked me over the years, Does, is design a spiritual endeavor? Mm. And I've always believed that it was. Mm -hmm. I've never really had the language to describe why I felt that way mm -hmm. until I sat down to do this book. Mm -hmm. That freedom to actually create and design my own world and my own timeline was something that I knew. That was the single thing that propelled me to start my design firm. Just the thought that you can stop and start to create for yourself mm -hmm. what it is you want. Absolutely. That's a, that's a big leap. It was powerful and it was, it was scary to start my own company at 23 years old. Wow. I, I had to also know myself, I guess, as, as well as I thought I could at that stage of yes. my life. Diana Nyad. 
the will is so undefinable and can push you so far beyond. I've had sports scientists, the best of them, write me and say, I'm sorry to tell you, this is humanly impossible. And I write back and say to them, you have no idea then. You're just doing your little studies on what the heart can do and what the, what the lungs can do. I'm talking to you what the spirit can do, and that's not measurable. Didn't everybody say it couldn't be done? All of them, all of them. Cannot be done. Go somewhere else, swim something lesser. It just, it just cannot be done. And I just said, I still believe. Call me crazy. I don't want to go to 90, keeping trying this every year, but I believe we're going to make it across. Find a way. If it's important to you, we can all, we can get there. And so that was my thing this year. Jellyfish, seasickness, pain, cold. Find a way. India Ari. The way I visualized it was I had built this big building and it was pretty from the outside. It was shiny and pretty. And yeah. in my mind, it was round, like one of those yeah. round high rises. Yeah. But inside, it was just stuff all over the place and people just, you know, running amok. That's how yeah. it, it showed up in my meditation. And when I decided I was going to tear that building down, yeah. it was because I had this clarity that 10 years from now, I'm going to be in my mid-40s. Yeah. And... I can't have that shiny building on the outside that's a mess inside. It almost makes me want to cry just thinking about it because I didn't know how I was going to do it. I was afraid. I didn't know how to run my business. I was afraid, but I knew that I couldn't keep doing the same thing or I was really going to, I was going to be off the path of my destiny. And that's really not, it's not even being alive if you're not doing what you're here to yeah. do. Janet Mock. So the reason why this is, to me, a deeply spiritual conversation is because the search for your authentic self is the search that all of us holds as the pathway on our journey to becoming the highest vision of ourselves. And I think it's so interesting that it took you the time that it took you to become comfortable with telling your story. And when you finally did for Marie Claire, 2011, very few people knew at the time that you were trans. And you kept it quiet because you said you didn't want to become othered. Othered. And now we're sitting here on Super Soul Sunday <laughs> talking about what that all means. Do you feel that you've now been othered or have you transcended that? I don't know if I've transcended it yet. I still think that for most people, the most interesting part about me is my transness. And so for me, I still feel like there is an othering about that. But I think mm-hmm. that there's a lot of power in saying that I will proudly and unapologetically embrace that part of my identity for once. The one part of my identity that I was taught growing up to be silent and shamed about, right? Mm -hmm. And so to own that label and to say that it is mine and I will stand here in that complicatedness of like existing as a trans person, as a trans woman, I think that there is power in that, but there's still an othering Mm -hmm. attached to any kind of labels. I think that that kind of qualifies personhood or human. But I do think that your book, Redefining Realness, is the beginning. We're on the verge of a new way of thinking about sexuality and gender. Mm. And not just sexuality and gender. The reason why I think that this book applies to any person who is human is because we get othered in multiple ways throughout our lives. And your desire to redefine realness, I think, is what everybody is really looking for, for themselves. Do you not? I do. I think that we're all searching for truth. Yeah. I think that there is, 
there's so much that people are telling you about who you are. Yeah. And I think that's where the othering comes in. I was constantly, as a person, going through this society trying to figure out who I was mm -hmm. in relation to what people were telling me I should be. Mm -hmm. And so for me, redefining realness was about tapping into my most authentic self. Who am I to me? And I think that for me, realness is about authenticity. It's about searching and seeking truth. It's about being okay in the nuance of the messiness of figuring out who you are when you may not have the answers yet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's no matter what your gender is, no matter what your sexuality is, no matter where you are on the path. Mm right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You talk in the book about the first time you looked in the mirror after mm -hmm. your surgery. You said you felt authenticated mm -hmm. and closer to whole for the first time in your life. Was that an overwhelming moment? It was. I was 18 years old and I made so many sacrifices and compromises. And I got my girl. I went out in the world and I got her and I liberated her. And I went through a whole underground railroad of resources to get to that space where I could stand in that mirror for the first time naked and lay bare in my truth. This is who I am. And I did that on my own. And so to have that at 18, that gift, nothing could stop me after that. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Jack Canfield. I believe we all have unlimited possibilities to become pretty much anything we want because I believe you're not given a dream unless you have the capacity to fulfill it. You won't be allowed to have it. Now, you may need to learn new things, you may need to get mentored, you may Ooh. need to team That's up. That's a powerful, super sold message. You don't even have a dream that you're not allowed to fulfill. Exactly. You have the capacity, you won't be allowed to have the dream if you don't have the ability, the talent, the skills that you'll, you may need to develop more skill, but you have the capacity to do anything you can dream up. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, the mind can, can achieve. achieve. Yeah. T.D. Jakes. We are busier than any other generation we have seen in the last three to 400 years. We are so busy, we are busier than a one-armed wallpaper hanger. We're just busy. <laughs> You'll get it later. Don't worry about it. It'll, it'll hit you in a minute. We are just as busy as we can be. And we think because we're busy, we're effective. But I want you to challenge your schedule for a minute and ask yourself, are you really being effective or is your life cluttered with all kinds of stuff that demands you and drains you and taxes you and stops you from being your highest and best self? And are you substituting busyness and all the chaos that goes along with busyness 
from being effective. Daniel Pink. I just always want to get better. And that question I ask myself, am I better today than I was yesterday? It's, it's a profoundly important am question. Am I better today the, than I was the, this yesterday? Is, this, I mean, I think it's a great question. We have an exercise in this book where yes. we, we have these two parts. One is you ask yourself, what's your sentence? Yes. This comes from a famous story about Claire Booth Luce, who asked President Kennedy, said, hey, a great man is a sentence. You don't have a sentence. You've got a paragraph. And that doesn't work. <laughs> and Lincoln, if you really want to be great, Lincoln had a sentence. He preserved the Union and freed the slaves. Wow. Good, good sentence. FDR had a sentence. He lifted us out of a Great Depression and helped us win a world war. Awesome sentence. And she, she went into Kennedy and said, listen, a great man is a sentence. A great person is a sentence. And I find that really useful in sort of orienting our lives toward purpose. And ask, you know, we ask, our, ask ourselves, what's your sentence? Yeah. What, and I think that's really clarifying for people. Yeah. But Okay, okay. I, yeah. You know what mine is? What's your sentence? Mine was, as I was thinking about this last night, I was thinking, well, what I wanted to be is that I teach people to lead their best lives by leading my own. Whoa. That's a good sentence. That's a good sentence. Yeah, I like that. Okay. That's you, a keeper. That's a keeper. What's your <laughs> sentence? Man, I don't, I don't want to follow that one. Um, <laughs> no, my sentence, as I thought about this, was uh, he wrote books that, that help people understand the world a little more clearly and live their lives a little more fully. Well, that's good. The second question is, and I, I find this really useful for myself, is ask yourself at the end of the day, was I better today than yesterday? Because that's really all we can ask for. And what I have found in my own experience, this has been really helpful to me, this one. What I have found when I ask myself at the end of the day, was I better today than yesterday, is that many times the answer is no. But what I find, is, which is interesting, and I'm curious to see other people's reaction to this, is that I find that the answer is rarely no two days in a row. That if the answer, is, the answer is no when I go to sleep, I'm just a little ticked off. And you wake up the next morning with a little bit more resolve. To make it better. Yeah, because you're not here forever. It's like, oh, great, I wasn't better today than yesterday. That was a waste. Let's not do that again. Absolutely. And that's how we make progress. We do it slowly, step by step by step. Daniel Coleman. I once was giving a talk to a room full of CEOs, and I said, how many of you were valedictorians, like smartest kid in your class? Two, three hundred people, three hands went up in the room. It's not related. This is the big, uh, I think, myth that the book shatters, and that was an eye-opener for me, is that your IQ, your academic abilities, your cognitive brilliance is not what's going to matter the most. Actually, that's kind of threshold. Gets you in the game. Yeah. But once you're in the game, it's how you get along with other people, how you handle yourself. So your IQ can tell you what you can do, but it can't tell you how to do it. And it's not going to tell you if you're going to emerge as a team leader, as a star. It's not going to tell you how good a parent you're going to be, how good a spouse you're going to be. Sean Ecor. What we started learning was that intelligence only accounts for 25% of our job success. 75% of our successes in life, and not just about jobs, but Within the working world, 75% of what causes our kids to be successful, causes us to be successful, is not about our intelligence and technical skills. It's how we process the world. It's our optimism, like the belief that our behavior really matters. Jeff Weiner. The least compassionate thing you can do when someone is not equipped to be doing what they're doing is to leave them in that role. And all you need to do is watch and observe that person, and you'll understand how little compassion is being shown to that individual because of the body language, the slumping of the shoulders, the, the fact that their, their voice, their inflection starts to become confidence. very- They lose confidence. They lose They're losing confidence self-esteem by the day. Yeah. They're taking that back to their teams. 
people are seeing that you're leaving them in the role, which is undermining your ability to lead. Right. And the worst of all yeah. is that individual that no longer believes in themselves, that's losing their sense of self, they take that energy home. They're taking that energy home to their family. Wes Moore. I just come back from Afghanistan and he was like, so what are you planning on doing next with your life? And I went to tell him I was gonna go work on Wall Street and I expected him to be excited. And yes. he was like, really? And I told him, I said, that's not the answer that I was, thought you'd give me. And he said, why are you gonna do that? And I started giving all these reasons. I said, yeah, well, I'm help my grandparents. Help my grandparents, I'm you know, helping financial my family, I can be around really smart people, all this kind of stuff. And he said to me, you know, you just explained to me for the past three minutes why you're doing it and not once did the words because I'm passionate come out of your mouth. And he said, listen, Wes, I'm never gonna judge you. And I'm never gonna judge the decisions that you make, particularly if you feel like they're in the best interest of your family. Mm -hmm. The only thing I ask is this, the moment that you feel that you can leave that place, leave. Because every moment you stay longer than you have to, you will become extraordinarily ordinary. Wow. That felt like an indictment. Because I feel like we all spend our time trying to be extraordinary in some way, shape, or form. Yes, 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 yes. And the idea that you think you're doing what is the right thing to do. Yes. And this person is telling you, but the longer you do it, you will become extraordinarily ordinary because if you're not passionate about it, yes. then you'll never be able to fall into your own truth. Absolutely. When you were first told about going to Wall Street, though, you said in the back of my mind, I heard the rattle of expensive mm. handcuffs. Yes. I love that line. Those things are real, yes. right? It's like, well, you know, now my kids are going to this school or I have a second car I take care of or whatever it is. Those, those things that we're now making decisions yes. based on material. How do I now, I got here, I have to keep doing this to maintain the life as I now know it. That's exactly right. Had you been feeling a sense of unease or unhappy? Were you all the way to unhappy or just a sense of, what am I doing? It was actually, I think, an interesting marriage of both that I was having a difficult time understanding yeah. which one was which. Where I felt like I knew with everything going on that this wasn't where my joy lasted. And I knew it was incredibly risky. I knew it was incredibly risky to go out, but I think I had to make a very conscious decision that I would rather flirt with failure yeah. than never dance with my joy. Because I felt like I was constantly searching through an occupation to find my, my joy. And I realized it's not about your occupation, it's about your work. Because they're two different things. My work was where my greatest joy actually started combining with the world's greatest need. And that's when I said that's to myself, what real service is. That's, that's what, what real service is. Yeah. Shonda Rhimes. When I was a kid, my father used to say to me all the time, the only limit to your success is your own imagination. And I took that as not just being, you know, financial success or work success. I took that as being every kind of success, love and family and emotional and everything. The only limit to your success is your own imagination. I really do think that that is true. Whatever you can imagine is possible. That yeah. is true. I'm so proud of you. As a very successful woman, a single mother of three, who constantly gets asked the question, how do you do it all? The answer is this, I don't. If I'm accepting a prestigious award, I'm missing my baby's first swim lesson. If I'm at my daughter's debut in her school musical, I am missing Sandra Oh's last scene ever being filmed at Grey's Anatomy. If I am succeeding at one, I am inevitably failing at the other. That is the trade-off. And yet, I want my daughters to see me and know me as a woman who works, 
I want that example set for them. I like how proud they are when they come to my offices and know that they come to Shonda land. There is a land, and it is named after their mother. Devon Franklin. You are fulfilled when you get up in the morning. You know, so many times we wake up in the morning, we're depressed, we're down, we're angry, we're frustrated. But when you can wake up saying, I'm glad to be alive. Mm -hmm. There is purpose to this day. Mm -hmm. To me, that is success. And I would argue that once you have that internal success, yeah. then externally, it's just a manifestation of what happens internally in the best possible way. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah. The charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.